Hi, Signature Associates and friends. Welcome to the Signature Edge Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you design an uncommon and impactful career in the business of healthcare. Together, we are making a difference for our clients by lowering the rising costs and administrative burdens associated with great care. Engage with us as we spotlight big ideas to discover an uncommon you through leadership, teamwork, and focus on the healthcare industry. Think deeply, commit fully, and take yourself to the next level of performance. Well, welcome back again, everyone, to the Signature Edge. This is the podcast we get together and talk about relevant topics that impact our work and our lives. Today, I'm with my co-host, Amy Hennings. Welcome, Amy. Hey, Mark. Great to be here. Well, it's great to have you. And Chris Woodhouse. Chris, welcome back from the mountains. (laughs) Thank you, Mark. Good to be here. Hello, Amy. Hey, Chris. So since that last episode, by the way, can I just go on record and say, Chris Woodhouse, what an awesome podcast last week. I thoroughly enjoyed everything that we learned from our friend Tiffany and from everyone who went up and went in support of the DAV. Thanks for doing that. Oh, it was an honor. It was so much fun. They they were just a great group to get together with and just talk through and you know, uh, John and Rob are our best of the best. And, and Tiffany is just so much fun. Just love interacting with her and just hearing her insights. And it was fun to reconnect with her after the event. Yeah, that was really nice. And Chris, what when you think about your time at the mountain, what what was the most life changing for you? Yeah, so uh, it was actually a, a tongue-in-cheek moment uh, where you know John and I had actually done a little bit of skiing, and uh, we were sitting there in the line just talking to folks as they were going through. And I mentioned to John how sore I was. I think it was John who I was talking to, and a veteran who was going by, you know, in their wheelchair said, "Oh, you poor baby." And I was like, "You know what? You yeah. bring up a really good point. <laughs> I have nothing to complain about. And, you know, the the courage that those folks demonstrate on a daily basis, it just, you take a step back and put your own life in perspective. And it's like, wow, they they are heroes, not just from the service that they, they gave, but from their daily lives after and dealing with whatever issue it is that they have that they're struggling with, be it physical or be it mental. You know, they they are our nation's heroes, and there's a reason why they deserve our respect and our gratitude. Couldn't agree with you more, Amy. When you think about Signature's values of courage, passion, integrity, and respect, how, after listening to Chris's episode uh, with our with our involvement with the DAV, how did you see those come alive? You know, it was like a case study for our values, right? I think. So I've gotten to talk to a lot of you in different places. I don't know if this actually came up on the podcast or not. I can't remember. But there was one night where the signature folks had plans for dinner. I bet it was at a really cool place. And Chris found out that the kitchen needed help or the cafeteria needed help. And all it took was one text. Everyone gave up their fun dinner plans. I think it was the last night too, wasn't it, Chris? If I remember it was the right? first weeknight, actually. It was first the first night. Yeah. Gave and, up the plans yep. and went and did the right thing. And I think that is a testament to signature. And I, I love that. And I think that that is what 
all of our associates do really often is they go above and beyond when they know it's the right thing to do. And I think that that is our values in action. I'll add to that is it was so rewarding in that, you know, participating, volunteering with the sports elements was fun. Like it was, it was great to just be there and, and feel the energy and help where we could. But in, in the cafeteria, like the need was real, like helping people, you know, guiding someone who is vision impaired to, to their seat or carrying their tray for them, or, or, you know, for those who, who couldn't walk, that was when the connection happened and you could have conversations one-on-one and talk through things. And it was just the most rewarding experience. And so I was so excited that we were able to do that our first night. Cause we all came back every night, the rest of the week, like the entire week we were there. Cause it was just so touching to be a part of that and to, to interact with our veterans in, in such a personal way. Well, rarely do we have opportunities to see values come to life like that. And Chris, thanks for leading, not just in the discussion on the podcast, but but being involved with the, the whole DAV and to everyone at Signature, to all our associates, you make that possible. It's our work every day of transforming healthcare that allows us to support and encourage our veterans through programs like the DAV and the Winter Sports Clinic. And so to to all of our listeners who helped make that moment possible. Thank you so much. Team, one of the things you know about me is that I, I'm an advocate for mental health. I just think it's so darn important and there's this stigma around it. And every time it gets brought up, it feels a little funny. And, you know, I've kind of been on a, a one-man mission of just destigmatizing it. Can we just have normal conversations? And this last week and the current week we're in is, in the current month we're in is Mental Health Awareness Month in the month of May. And so it, it came to light and I was able to speak with a gentleman who's a coach and a counselor named Scott Anderson of Double Dare. And, and it brought up so many cool topics, but let me frame it. Here's what we're dealing with now. Post-pandemic, we're all getting back into the flow of things, but work has changed a little bit. It's changed so much that something's missing. And what we're finding, according to Gallup, in a 3,000-person survey is over 30% of them are suffering from burnout. Let's just stop there. What's your experience with this thing called burnout? And can you believe it's about 30% of that survey that said they're struggling with burnout? Yes, <laughs> I can I can say been there, done that. It It's a real thing. Like it, it's, I think something that can creep up on you if you're not careful and, you know, done a little bit of reading on it recently, thanks to Addison bringing up some great articles sure. related to this. And it's, it's identifying signs of burnout are super critical. And then, you know, whether it's in you or in folks that you're working with, there, there's nice steps you can take to assist with that. But it's definitely real. And in, in my past role or one of my past roles, just working too much, regardless of the success, it was really interesting is I was totally burnt out. I was literally having panic attacks. I actually went to doctors like, what's wrong with me? You know, yeah. I actually gained a significant amount of weight. Uh, in in this time, and it's like, what is going on? And it's all related to I was really burnt out at work, and it was just a lot of hours, high stress. Even though we were having great success, so it didn't necessarily detach itself uh, or attach itself to the outcome, right? It was we had great success, but I was still just done, right? Just completely deflated, and uh, it it really is a problem. 
Yeah, it clearly is getting more and more attention. And Chris, thanks for sharing that because I think I think it's it's really important. Amy, what about you? What's been your experience with that thing called burnout? Yeah, I think it's important to define burnout. I think Chris just gave a great example and definition of burnout because I think sometimes in our vernacular, we we confuse burnout and hustle. Sometimes when people are hustling, they're saying they're burnt out because they're there's a good tired when you've hustled and you've gotten good stuff done. And now you're like, have that good feeling of getting stuff done and being tired that, and people say, I'm so burned out. I worked so much, but if you're doing the right stuff and hustling in the right way, I think that we we're letting that word slip in there. But to me, burnout, I think is when you're just depleted and there's just not more that you can give or you feel like you're you're trying to stay above water and you can't. And I think that that is um, that is what I think a lot of people are are really looking at right now is that you hustled through a pandemic and kept your head above water now, but now you're tired of swimming and figuring out what to do. So I'm not surprised by the 30%. I even see as high as 40%. I think that's a really good point, Amy. So define burnout is a syndrome conceptualized and resulting from chronic workplace stress. And so in my conversation with Scott, I was able to ask him, hey, Scott, what's the difference between stress and burnout? Because there's a difference and you don't want to get the two confused. Like every day, you're going to have an element of stress, probably at some level, at some point in work, there's just stress. Uncontrolled stress or chronic stress turns into something different. And it's when you lose control and your ability to regulate, as Chris was saying, that it becomes this category of burnout. And one of the things that impressed me the most about what Scott brought to the conversation was this line. He said, there is hope. (laughs) There is hope. As a matter of fact, there's a very short runway back to health. And Chris, going back to your time when you had um, a run-in with this thing called burnout, how did you repair and get going in the midst of it? And then maybe we'll start talking about how do we like prevent it? But but once, let's just say we're caught up in the midst of it, what'd you do? What'd you change? How'd you get yourself back to balance? Well, actually, I left that job was uh, okay. <laughs> what I did. And, you know, for me, there wasn't a future there. And I think that was a big piece of it, right? In in that giving so much all the time, dealing with the stress, dealing with everything. And yet the future for me at that company was non-existent. And so there was no hope. And I think that was the key word that you said there. It's like, there was no hope. And it was actually from there, I came to Signature and all of a sudden it's like, the doors of opportunity are here. Like there's so many different directions that we can go as a company that I can go within the company that uh, interacting with these cool people who are all about helping veterans and helping their families. And it's like, oh my goodness, this work has purpose. And I actually saw um, a, a video on Facebook and it was talking about this AI robot that had a repetitive task it was supposed to do. And it wasn't just programmed to do, it was actually AI. And after doing the exact same thing for 18 minutes, it shut itself down. It's like, I don't wanna do this anymore. It was just, there was no <laughs> hope for this robot. So it shut itself off. And wow. you know, I kind of associate that jokingly with burnout, but that's the reality of it, right? You're, you're stuck in a rut, repetitive stress, the same problems every day. And where do we go from here? And if there's no future, if there's no light at the end of the tunnel, 
I think it's extremely difficult to get out of it. But it's when you see that future, when you see that light, when you have that support and um, the opportunities that go with that, then, yeah, it, it's not a terribly long runway to get back to where, where you're excited and motivated and ready to go. Well, that that's a great perspective. And, and thanks for, for adding that. You know, um, one of the things that Signature does that I think is really unique is this extra investment in our EAP program. That program is there for associates to support mental health. And not only the EAP program, which is a so employee assistance program, where we get uh, multiple uh, uh, visits with counselors. And sometimes in those moments, right, the best step is get counseling, you know, and it's it's key because we have to learn, hey, when am I tired? And when is it something more than that? And you don't want to confuse the two because if you if you're tired, you can make a bad decision. You know, and and you have to you have to really know, and that's where programs like our EAP program could be so helpful, as well as our Grow Navigator. And now that this thing called burnout's been a little bit more prevalent in the news and in the articles, it's made it a little bit easier uh, to kind of spot. Amy, as a manager, as a leader within the firm, how do you spot an associate or a peer that might be struggling or on the fringe of burnout? You can kind of spot burnout when. I can hear desperation in people's voice. Mm. When you hear desperation or when you start saying we need to add something or we got to switch something or the, and the flexibility is gone and there's a desperation of we just have to do it this way because of this, 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 and this, then I usually know we got something that's out of whack. If I hear you're not sleeping, if mm. I notice you're not eating, that's the type of stuff that if I notice that, that I can tell burnout. Yeah. So now we've kind of identified it. Now we've kind of known it's it's been something that's been around a long time recently, I think within the last couple of years, been added to the psychological book of disorders. And so it's actually a thing now. It never was before. It was just, you know, rub some dirt on it. Um, but now we know it's a thing. We know that there's hope. So in the midst of it, it's fixable. Um, but how do we prevent it? So what are the kind of things that you've instituted in your leadership life or help your teammates institute to help keep them free and clear from chronic stress? Understanding we're all going to be stressed from time to time, but it's the chronic ongoing stress. What are some tips and tricks you could offer that can help people avoid this? Talking with my friend, Mark Ryan, he's on our SQA team and we had a great conversation on Friday and he actually brought to my attention, Mark's got a a strength of being a learner and likes to read books. Within one of his books, he found an article that had been published uh, for Harvard Business School called What Leaders Really Do. And really enjoyed that whole article because it talks about the difference between managers and leaders, right? Managers mm -hmm. are system performance, you know, repetitive, and leaders are folks that come alongside and create a vision and they uh, give out motivation and they help people see where are we going. And I think that's one really key piece is for those of us who are in positions of leadership and who are leaders, not just managers, our job is to create the vision. What's the vision? What's the hope? What's the light at the end of the tunnel? Because we are going to go through intense, crazy times. We do intense, crazy things at Signature and they're great things, but they take a lot of effort to do and a lot of dedication to do. And if there's no future understanding of what's going to change, how it's going to improve, what are we going to accomplish, how are we going to move the needle on healthcare administrative costs, then it becomes a cycle of just oh, same thing, same thing, same thing. And so 
really for us, it's, it's come in, produce that vision, share the vision, let people buy in and contribute to the vision, help them find that hope. And then that's, that's where that motivation, that energy comes back in and, and recharges those batteries. I think for as a leader, you have to model it. If you're running on fumes, then everyone else is probably running on fumes. I think if you're making sure everyone's hustling on the right things, not meaningless things, I think that that helps. Also leaders, I think it's your job to going with what Chris said, you got to make momentum and momentum gives hope. And I think that is, um, that's a big piece of it. And, you know, to really understanding the crux of the problem. I, I get sometimes problems in my office that what they're saying and what the crux is, is actually two different things. And sometimes I let them figure it out themselves, but sometimes I, I'll dig a little deeper and help them see that it might be something else that is really causing burnout here, not, not your job. And I think that your job can feel like it because you probably spend the most time at it in a day. Um, but sometimes a lot of life change can cause burnout and you don't even know it. And so I think you just kind of be that advocate for people. Yeah. And Amy, that that's so uh, interesting that you brought that out, you know, according to the the Gallup research and and your coaching team here at Signature, Gallup certified strength coaches are are going to be meeting and we're going through a, a little bit of training on how to use your strengths to avoid burnout. And so that's one of the things that pops up in my mind is like, first of all, remember who you are, you know, are you using your strengths every day? Most of the time burnout happens when you're either acting in the basement of your strengths or them at their worst, even though I, I know you might say, well, can you actually have a strength and not, you know, be going well? There, there, there's levels to strengths. And so I would say if you're acting in a basement or overusing something, it could, or you're not using your strengths at all. And that means you're pushing yourself outside of your natural pattern of thinking, feeling, and doing all the time, which can cause a rub and over time um, really cause some undue stress and it could become chronic. One of the things that they're recommending uh, has, has really caught my eye, and I'm just on the forefront of learning this, but they said, use your domains. And what you think is most instinctual, uh, you know, might not be the best answer for you. And let me give an example. So we all know there's four domains in the strengths world, 34 strengths broken into four domains, relationship, strategic, executing and influencing. Okay. So I'll use executing. I want to put them because we have a ton of executors at signature performance. Think achievers, go-getters. Okay. So when you start to have burnout, if you're an executor, you're heavy in that domain, your tendency might be to get back to work as quickly as possible. Okay. And so what Gallup did was the research on that. And they said, if you get back to work as quickly as possible, it can help improve your burnout symptoms by maybe 15%. But they said, and that's intuitive for people in that thing. And yet they said, if you think about it a little bit more, they said, if you stop and take time to think through your situation and just give yourself some time without jumping back into just executing, that will improve your symptoms by 48%. So even though we're driven to execution, let's just get back to work, rub some dirt on it. Sometimes you need just a little reflection time to recalibrate, reset. And Amy, I think it goes perfectly to what you were saying, which is get to the root cause, right? What's the rub? What is really causing the burnout? And oftentimes that could be our mindset. Sure, it could be a project we're working on, but I am telling you most of the time we're skipping right into burnout because we're not firing right between the ears. And, and so having time to think it out. Talking to a coach, talking to a counselor, talking to a friend, talking to your manager can be really beneficial in that. 
The other one they said in the same domain, executing domain, it's instinctual to exercise or engage in physical activity. So, you know, if you're starting to feel stress, you just start working out more, you add something. They said that that will improve about 20% of your symptoms. So cool, it will help. However, if you would instead try to find what is positive about your current work position, if you start to think about what you're grateful for, what's positive about it, 46% improvement in those symptoms. And so there's a whole track where we can start to leverage our strengths and information about our strengths that can help us to avoid burnout and maybe even get through burnout a little bit easier because sometimes it may seem instinctual, but what we really need to do instead of jumping right at it, adding more things is sitting back and thinking it through to get to the root cause. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, I find when I'm at a high stress point in whatever it might be, and I'm letting that stress affect me, right? Like blood pressure goes up, stressed out, snapping at my wife and kids or whoever I talk to, just real short tempered, whatever it might be. You know, that that's typically my indicator that my stress level is high. And what I found to be extremely effective is just that. Just take a minute, sit down, think about what's causing the stress, what's the situation, what's the scenario, and then detach myself from that situation or scenario, right? That scenario exists as its own entity. I am not it. It is not me. It's a problem to solve. Now, all of a sudden, it's, you know, contained and yes. I can think, I can breathe, I can operate, right? And it, rather than just being engulfed by whatever this thing is, take it, put it in its little box, set it aside, and, and then then you can think clearly. Then your mind and body can relax and you can start to actually recover, like you said. When we think about that too, one of the things that comes to mind, and, and Amy, it's something I hear you repeat. It's like, if you had a soundtrack, this is one of yours. It's about your connections. It's about, do you have a trusted friend at work who do you connect with? Um, where can you go to quickly check in, not to go and like, like you don't want the friend that you commiserate with and help spin each other down to oblivion, but it's something else, Amy, and, and it's the power of connection, human to human. How has that helped you with your signs of stress and burnout? And what would you recommend for managers or people who want to connect better with their manager? What would you recommend they do? Well, connection is really about you got to be a friend to have a friend and so I think a lot of it is if you really want a trusted friend at work you need to be someone that people want to be around and I think when you're burnt out or you just want to complain to somebody that's actually anti what is actually just not going to help you people think venting makes you feel better gratitude actually makes you feel better humor. I declared today, I've been laughing with Mark about all sorts of things. I've declared that we're just going to laugh today because um, there's just things that you just got to laugh about. And that I think is more positive than, I think we all have that friend that every time you talk to him, it's like, I call it a country Western song. They have had all this bad stuff happen. And then you're just like, shoot. And I think that when you, you become who you're surrounded by. So if you're surrounded by negative people, you're going to become negative. If you're fixated on people that are driving you crazy, you're going to become just like them and you don't want to be like that. And so I think you just need to connect with people who, when you leave, it feels like you just drink a glass of water and it feels just better. And you can still tell them the hard stuff you're going through, but I also think you just, if you don't live there with your friends, I think, and you find the humor and things, I think it makes it a lot better. You know what you get when you play a country song backwards? 
What do you get, Chris? You get your wife back. You get your truck back. You get your truck back. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, on that note, you know, team, I think these are important topics to have. And and again, the keys to, to burnout and the key is, is to be proactive about it. I love what you said, Chris. You said you're not your problem. Um, you know, sometimes the mindset is we are our problem and it's hard to detach ourselves from it. And you so you said it so well that that you have to just accept that's just another problem. We're in the business of solving problems. And so when we don't have to own it and it doesn't become us, then all of a sudden we have the freedom to work on it and have that detachment and mental space to, to step away from. And then to Amy on your connection points, I think those are so important. How to drive, how to be a good friend, how to recognize in yourself when you might be being the brain drain, when to laugh, right? When to, to seek help. All of that stuff is so, so very important. And I'm so glad that we're just talking about it and having an open conversation because at Signature Performance, there is a lot in place to help each and every one of our associates thrive at work. And I really believe that if we can do well at work, if we can get this right, if we understand that burnout is chronic stress over time, and we do the proactive things to help reduce that, which is having discipline, saying no, having boundaries, laughing a little bit more, focusing on what's essential. These are all things that you brought up. I think those things would go a long way in helping us to maintain and really help every one of our associates thrive as they go through their work. Wow. Talk about a great conversation. Chris, Amy, thank you so much. If we had to leave our listeners with one action item or two, what would you recommend they do right when they get off this podcast to become proactive and avoid burnout? I would say take a minute, take a step back, think about the situations that you're in, right? And mentally separate yourselves from them. And if, if you still are struggling, if you're still having trouble, right, and you still are feeling burnt out or worn down, have the courage to talk to someone, you know, be it your manager, be it your supervisor. They, they legitimately care about you and want to help you if, if you find yourself in that situation. So have the courage to speak to them or someone else, trusted friend at work, someone who can actually help you. Um, there, it, it takes courage to admit when you're having an issue. Like it's, it's a big deal. You know, be brave. I would say, because the weather's getting nice, to if you're driving right now, roll your window down. If you're in the office, take a five-minute break, go outside, take a deep breath of that great spring air. I don't, At the headquarters, we have tulips right now. They're gorgeous. Take a moment and just take a deep breath outside. I tell you what, just even a little sun in your face can make a big difference. And I would say, focus on your strengths. Remind yourself who you are at your best. And what was it that made you special and unique when you felt at your best? And then just go do that. Map your day to use your strengths every day and get in the flow and just enjoy it. For me, sometimes it's the projects I love to do. And the ones sometimes I love to do, I don't get to do enough of. And so sometimes I just have to prioritize that as essential to get my heart back and keep it in the game. Well, team, great suggestions. A lot of do out. Step back connect with other people, get outside, take a deep breath, and use your strengths every day. Great steps as you go forward and avoid stress becoming chronic and becoming burnout. Team, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Amy. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Signature Performance is the foremost leader in healthcare administration. 
Your work advancing our mission is transforming healthcare in the U.S. Signature is bringing together the best and brightest in healthcare. Discover opportunities at www.signatureperformance.com slash careers and be inspired to build an uncommon career that matters.